All right, well, happy Father's Day. Amen. Amen. God loves fathers, amen? And he's the best. He's the best father. But today we're going to continue in the book of Ephesians, how to live an effective Christian life in Christ, how to live an effective life in Christ. Amen. Today the title is The Prayer. We've had the, the, the greeting, we've had the blessing, now we have the prayer. And I've taken this chapter and tied it all into Father's Day for you so that uh, we can celebrate what God is doing and going to do in our men. Amen. We had a great men's breakfast yesterday. We didn't have a lot of guys, but we had nine tri-tip. And uh, it was an incredible meal we had yesterday with the guys. And just thank you to everybody that cooked a tri-tip and came out. And, and uh, we, we, there was no competition. We just feasted. We ate so much meat. It was, whew, I slept good in the afternoon. <laughs> All right, so we're going to read out of Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 15 through 23. If you'd stand with me as we read the word today. It's called Prayer for Spiritual Wisdom. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Did we skip a, a slide? No? Okay. 50, okay, gotcha. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one that is to come. And he put all things, everybody say all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come into this time of your word, I pray that you give us the wisdom and revelation that we need today, Father, to do what you've called us to do, to be the men and women of God that you created us to be, that, Lord, your calling would become evident to us, God, and that, Lord, we'd rise up in your calling to fulfill the plans of God, and, Lord, that we would bring glory to your name in our lives. We thank you for this time together in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So today being Father's Day, I want to encourage the fathers and challenge all of us with what God has done for us. Paul was a good spiritual father. Very good spiritual father. Sent out lots of letters. If you ask those students about all those the prison epistles, they could tell you all about them. But uh, he was a good spiritual father, and I know that God wants us to be good spiritual fathers over our families. Amen? Fatherhood, you know, I think back, fatherhood, it, it was considered being the provider of the family. 
You know, in, in the Bible, even the moms did the raising and then dad taught them the family trade. You know, as I read this week about King David and his family, King David, as he was dying, one of his sons rose up and said, I'm going to be king. And he appointed himself king. And it says something in the, in the word right there. It says something about that guy that appointed himself king. That King David never disciplined him. See, King David was a great king and he had the responsibility of the king. But when it came to being a father, he wasn't real good about it. He didn't discipline his kids. He had one son rape a daughter. He didn't do anything about it. And it ended up that the other son murdered that guy. So, you know, his family was pretty messed up because there was no discipline. There was no fathering that took place. There, you know, and I, I, can, I can't imagine having a kingdom and having to go to war all the time and fight these battles and then still trying to raise your kids and, and keep them on a straight path. But he didn't, he didn't discipline them at all. And fatherhood is more than just being a provider for your family. It's disciplining your kids. It's being there. It's talking to them. It's taking them on. You know, moms did the raising and dad taught them how to work. You know, in the kingdom of God, I think God is looking for more out of us. And I believe that we can, we can get some takeaways from the scriptures that we've read today from Paul as to how to be better, better fathers. How many of you want to be a better father? I know I do. I mean, I, my kids are 37 and 39. They're going to be 38 and 40, but I still want to be a better father. Amen. I know we went to Puerto Rico a few weeks ago and got there on Sunday and everything is settled in. And on Monday before we, before we headed, headed out for the excursions, they, they um, I got, I got crackers and I got everybody something to drink and we took family communion. Before we went off and played, we had to remember the Lord. I want to instill that in my kids, my grandkids. Just, we have to remember the Lord in everything, amen? You know, it doesn't matter how old our kids are. We can be better fathers and we can steer the ship better so that we end up at a good destination, amen? I just want to end up at a good destination. And if we respond to our families the way that Paul did for the church... I believe that we could see a different outcome. It just means we have to look through a different lens. Fathering in the natural won't get us there in this day and the hour. We got to do more than that. The enemy's picked up the pace to destroy the family unit. You, you can see just looking in the news how the enemy's at work to destroy the family. So the best thing we can do is to create an offensive attack against the enemy of our soul and the enemy of families. Amen. We got to go on the offensive. We can't just be on the defense. We've got to go on the offensive. We got to take back what the enemy has stolen. Amen. And the way that we can do that is the way that is the way that Paul did that for the church. And so number one today that Paul did is he gave thanks and pray. So give thanks and pray for your family. Amen. Thank God for your family. Amen. As dads, as fathers, moms, thank God for your family. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, be thankful in all circumstances. Everybody say all. all. 
For this is God's will for you. This is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So if you're a Christian, you call yourself a Christian, it is, and you want to know God's will is to give thanks, to be thankful, to be thankful when it's good for you, right? All the time, in all circumstances. I even said last week, I was talking about Scott Allen, who wrecked his car, had an accident, 70 miles an hour, 91 freeway. Now, I wasn't thankful Jake that he got in an accident, but I was thankful that he walked away. I was thankful that he got a better car for less money, and he was blessed through that accident. You know, and, and that's, that's what we got to look at. We got to look for the gold in our circumstances, amen? You got to just really look to God and give thanks. Find out how. I, you know, you don't thank God when you go to the doctor and the doctor says you got this disease or you got that disease. You don't thank God about that. But you know what I thank God for? That he's my healer. Amen. I say, oh, Lord, I thank you that you're my healer. I thank you, God, that no weapon formed against me would prosper. I thank you, Father God. And I bless you today. I bless the Lord. I forget not all your benefits. Who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases. See, you got to look for the thanksgiving in it all, amen? That's what we got to focus on. We got to give thanks. It's God's will for us in every circumstance. Wow. Every circumstance. Well, we, we say, oh, my kid doesn't listen to me. My kid's disrespectful. My kid wants to blah, 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 blah. Well, learn how to give thanks in every circumstance in fathering. Amen. I thank you, Father, that I didn't kill my kid today. <laughs> you guys laugh, but sometimes it's true. <laughs> I was talking to a mom this week. She goes, Oh, I thank God I didn't kill my kids this week. You know, I'm like, really? It's funny that you said that. It's in my message. <laughs> but you can start with, I thank you, Lord. Your mercy is new every morning. Amen. And we can start over tomorrow. We can start over. I thank you, Lord, that me and my whole household shall be saved. Amen. I thank you, Lord, that you're in control. Amen. You can start counteracting counteracting the attack of the enemy with thanksgiving. See, because I know if the joy of the Lord is my strength, right? That's what the word says. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The enemy will do what he can to rob us of our joy. So if you don't let him rob you of your joy, you're going to overcome. Amen. You're going to walk in victory. You're going to have joy all the time. And people, you know, my mom used to tell me, she goes, Ron, I know what you're going through, but you always smile. I said, because I'm not controlled by what I'm going through. I got the spirit of God in me. I have the joy of the Lord. I'm moving forward. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit move in you. Look through the eyes of the spirit, not through your eyes of your, your natural eyes that you can, can only see so deep in this. But look through your, the Holy Spirit eyes and see what's going on in the spirit instead of the flesh. See, like if Delana comes at me and she's mad and she's angry and she's foaming at the mouth or whatever. And, <laughs> see, you guys all laugh because that's not Delanda. So when that, if that happens... I don't need to come against Alanda. I need to come against what's attacking her. See, but we don't take enough time to stop and look, you know, to stop and say, in my head even, what's, what's attacking her? And not look at Delanda, but look, look at what's, what's attacking her, what's, what's on her back, 
What's come? What spiritual attack is she under that's causing her to act this way? See, but we're so quick to, hey, don't you ever talk to me like that. You know, we, we get in the face and the fight is, you know, and the fight is on. But we got to learn to slow down for a minute and look in the spirit. Look with that other lens to say, whoa, she's under attack right now. Instead of coming against her, start praying for that attack. But, you know, what we do is we tend to just jump in on, you know, whew, the battle's quick and it's over. Ah, I'm dead. You know, that's how it is when I fight her. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we, we're too quick to enter into that fight instead of looking with the lens of the Holy Spirit. Now we can see what's really going on because Delonda doesn't act that way. So if it happens, I know she's under attack. And you see, and that's where God wants us as men of God to stand in the gap for our family. See, because your children may be having a tough time and your grown children may be having a tough time. My mom used to tell me things and I'd listen to my mom. I mean, I'm like a grown man. I'm married. I got kids. I'm on my way. I got grandkids. My mom still talked to me. She'd tell me things. She knew where I was weak, and she'd say, Ron, did you do this? Not yet, Mom. She said, you better get on it. And I'm like, you know where I, where I was weak? I was weak at getting my taxes done. I hated getting taxes done. So my mom would call me during the tax season. Ron, did you get your taxes done yet? No, mom, I'll make an appointment right now. You know, it's just, <laughs> that's where she knew my weaknesses. And you know what? Your parents know your weaknesses. They see them. They suffer through them. <laughs> I can always count on you, Tim. <laughs> it's true. That's what happens. They know. And so when we begin to pray as men and women of God to pray for our families, we need to start learning to give thanks. Amen. You know, if your child is angry, look through the eyes of the spirit and ask God to give you the revelation to it. Amen. Because he will give you the revelation. He will. He'll give you the wisdom on what to do in that situation. How do I know that? The Bible tells us so. Even in this passage, it tells us. He'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you the revelation so that you know how to handle it. So be thankful. Thank God for your family. Thank God for your children. Thank God for your wife. I thank God for you, Delonda. I do. I really do. I may not be perfect. I may be honorary sometimes, but I really thank God for you. You put up with me. You tolerate me. You love me. Thank you. Thank you. Really. Don't, don't, don't give up on me. You know, I'm going to get there. I mean, it's been 42 years. We're still working on it, you know? Right? You know, I, I think that the, the worst thing we could do Marriage and in family is get lazy. We get lazy about expressing that love. We get, get lazy about thinking we have to say, I love you. We've been four, married 42 years. Don't you know I love you by now? It doesn't matter. I still need to say, I love you. Amen. We, we've got to keep it up. Don't get lazy in your love. Not one amen. Wow. <laughs> but thanksgiving and then pray everybody say pray. pray pray hard for your family intercede for them don't let up on this pray 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 
Pray that your family will have a deep-seated hunger for God. Pray that your family will read this. Pray that they get into it and read it. Amen? Pray because God wants to speak to them just as much as he wants to speak to you. But if we don't read it, if we don't get it in us, it's just dead. Pray for that hunger. Last week I said people are looking for love in the wrong direction. They're looking for answers in the wrong places. Amen? God has all the answers that we need. But if you don't like them, you're going to have a problem. It's not God that's got the problem. It's going to be you. If you don't like God's word and you don't like what it says, that's on you. And you'll be held accountable for it. The first problem when you don't receive the word of God is you're not in love with Jesus. You don't love him. If you can't receive the word of God, you don't love him. Okay, you're, you're playing. But we can keep coming to the Lord in prayer and watch him change that. Amen. We can watch him change. There is power in prayer. Amen. He'll change it. He will. Amen. We don't have to stay stuck. We as dads and moms, we can set our family free. Jeff, you're in a great position right now. Yeah. Great position. Child is still in the womb. What you need to think of and you need to pray for, pray for your wife, pray for yourself, and pray for God to reveal every generational curse that's been on you guys. Every attack that you've been under, and then you need to break it. See, so that when this child comes forth, there's not going to be an excuse because you've broken all those generational curses. See, I didn't do that before my kids were born. I had to do it after my kids were born. So they had to fight through it. But if you do it, you take time, you write down these things, you give them to the Lord, you burn them up, and you say, we're done in the name of Jesus. And then you go forward. And that way your your child is going to have a fighting chance (laughs) to not go through with, with what you did, to not fight that battle. Amen. But we, we've got to do it. We've got to do it in the spirit. It's a spiritual fight. Amen. It's a spiritual battle. This is where we need to pray and seek God's face so that we overcome. Amen. He doesn't want you to be stuck. You just have to get in the fight and not get tired. Because I know I'm a dad. I got two girls and kids are going to do what they want. They're going to do their thing, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to war. I remember my daughter brought home a boyfriend one time. I said, I'll give you two choices. I can show you my swords or I can pray for you. My daughter said, go see his swords. See, but it's when we get tired of the fight. When the enemy wears you down on the situations. The enemy sets in on you. And we stop warring. We stop believing a lie that it's okay. It's not. This is where we got to pick it up. 
This is where you got to get somebody to come alongside you. Husband and wife, man, sometimes you got to just come and get a hold of this altar and you got to pray. And you got to keep praying, amen? How you fight spiritually is a key. And I've given you one key already. Give thanks. Give thanks. It's a key to fighting. Give thanks. And then another key, praising God is a key. Because praising God breaks off that spirit of heaviness. Another key, giving to God is a key. Because God says, I'll rebuke the devourer. If, you, if the enemy's devouring your kids, give an offering to the Lord. Amen. Trust me, I'm not trying to get money out of you. I'm just telling you, if you want to win, you got to give to the Lord. I was preaching in Pakistan this week. And I started telling them, you want to be healed? You want God to fight for you? You got to give an offering, you know, because they think because they're poor, they don't have to give. He's not asking any more from me than he's asking from you. He's asking for 10%. Give tithes. And he says, I'll fight that battle for you. I'll fight the enemy until he can't get up. Amen. He'll fight for you. Giving is a God key that is great. And then forgiving people. Oh my gosh, when you forgive people, ooh, that just destroys the enemy. Oh, that irks him when you forgive people. Because, you see, when we don't forgive, when we don't forgive, the Bible in Matthew chapter 18 talks about that we will be turned over for torment. Not the person that wronged us, but us, because we have unforgiveness in our heart, will be turned over to the tormentors. And, we'll, and it's not when you're dead, it's now. And, and that's why people in the church who haven't forgiven, it just seems like they always have bad things happen to them. It's because they got unforgiveness in their heart and they haven't let it go yet. And they say, but you don't have any idea, Pastor, what happened. You don't know, understand how bad it was. It's not for me to understand. The only thing we need to understand is whatever it was, you have to forgive it. Because here's the key. Not only are you tormented, but then your sins are not forgiven. We have to forgive. Amen? So if you're, if you're going to, you, you know, there's another key, forgiving people. And then another key, loving God. Love God. Love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And I'll tell you, you know, what does it say in 1 James chapter 4, you know? Perfect love casts out all fear because fear leads to torment. So when, I, when I'm in that perfect love of God, fear can't grip me. I start walking in power, love, and a sound mind, not in fear. You know, and, and, you know, if I could look at Job, if I had to search Job's life for anything that he had wrong to allow that to happen, it was fear. Job feared for his kids that they would do something wrong and curse God. He had that fear. And he took all his kids out in one day. Took all his livestock in one day. He had that fear. Now God restored to him, but not those same kids. He gave him new kids, but I can't imagine losing a slew of kids in one day. But when we just love God, he says perfect love Cast out all fear. Amen? These are keys. But if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna do these things, don't fight. 
If you're not going to give, if you're not going to forgive, if you're not going to praise God, don't get into warfare. See, because I've seen plenty of intercessors that don't tithe. And they're beat up all the time. It's like, we have to tithe. We can't forget the tithe. See, so if you can't do the basics of the kingdom of God, you, open, you leave yourself open to attack. And so when the attack comes, the attack is real. And you're going to experience things that you didn't, you're going to be wondering, God, I pray. You know, I mean, what's it talking about? I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. And Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. Because if we can't get the basics of the kingdom of God down, we're not going to make it that way. Our prayers are just going to be flat. There's, there's, there's a way that we come to God. And when you come to God, you got to know that I'm doing everything I can. Because when you don't do those things, it's like going to war without a gun. It's like going into battle without a weapon. But when you're doing these things, God, he stands there. Give thanks and pray, amen. And when we break down Paul's prayer, we can begin to see how we can begin praying. Number two, pray for wisdom and revelation in him. Remember, I already said that the wisdom and the revelation for your family, ask for it, it's there. You need to get with God and find out what's going on with your family. James tells us to ask for wisdom and don't doubt. Don't doubt when you ask for wisdom because it's like a, you're a double-minded person. You're getting tossed about by every wave of doctrine when you ask God for wisdom and you don't believe he gives it to you. You'll believe anything. When it's tossed about the ways to see, you'll believe anything. It says that that kind of person can't suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. Anything. Lord, help us not doubt. Amen. Let us not doubt, but give us the wisdom from above. The whole thing about asking is so that we have knowledge in him. We need the knowledge in him, amen, so that we can do it. Not earthly knowledge, not stuff I, I read out of some book, but we need kingdom knowledge. We need to know God's way of doing things and God's way of being right. That'll get us there. This is what we need in our families, amen. This is, we, need to, we need the insight so that we can grow in the knowledge of God. And God will give you the insight, Junior, if you just apply yourself to the word. If you apply yourself in prayer, Don Maurice, God will give you the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding that we need so that we can help our family stay on course. Amen? And then number three, pray for the eyes of your heart to be opened. Now, this is all in that passage of Ephesians that I read to you already. If we keep looking at our families with the natural eyes, we'll miss what's really going on, what's really happening. As I said earlier, we need to look through a new lens. The lens of the Holy Spirit, amen? A spiritual lens is what we need to look through. We need to see in the Spirit. We had the memorial service for Tim Brown on Thursday here as he went to be with the Lord. And somebody came up here and, and said, Tim is here with us today. I can feel his spirit. He's with me right now. 
And so when she was done and she went and sat down, now if she hadn't said it publicly, I wouldn't have said anything. I said, what that lady said is not right. Okay, Tim Spirit's not here. He's in heaven. <laughs> you don't want anything to do with us right now. His spirit is not here. It's the Holy Spirit that is here. It's not Tim. I had to say it because she said it publicly, so I had to say it publicly. Because that's what the Word of God says. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. We need to see in the Spirit of God, not in our natural man, not by our feelings. When We need to know what is attacking our families. We need to know, A, the confident hope that he has given to those he called. If he has called you, which we talked about last week, he has called you, but many, not many choose to. He calls, the, the, the call goes out for everybody. He call, he's calling everybody, but not everybody answers the call. But if you'd answer the call, you have a confident hope that God is with you, amen? You're, you can say with confidence, Jesus is with me. The Holy Spirit resides in me. You don't have to invite the Holy Spirit to a meeting because when you come in, he's there. Because he's in you, amen? B, we are his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. We are his holy people. We are his inheritance. We are his inheritance. He is here for you. He wants you, amen. We're his inheritance. And so, and then see, the greatness of God's power is for us who believe. The greatness of God's power. Now, it says that, and that word power in there is dunamis. That's the ability to do miracles, the power to do miracles. It's in us, amen. And the greatness of God's power is for us who believe. So his power is in us so that when we believe in Jesus, we can go and do. And the biggest miracle we need today is that we know that we are set free. We know that we are children of God. We know that God has a plan for us to prosper us and not to harm us. See, that's a great thing to know. And when you get it in your heart and your mind, that God is for me, he's not against me. You stop messing around with what the devil's throwing at you. You just tell him, get out! Get out of my house! God's power. And we need to be praying over our families this way, amen? Pray, I, I, I put it in my notes here, Jeff. Pray it down through the generations. Through the generations, amen? Don't let up. Stand firm. Stand in Jesus Christ, amen? Know who you are in Jesus and don't quit. Don't be shaken, don't be moved. Now the enemy will come and he'll try and shake you. The enemy will come, he'll try and rattle your chains. But don't let it move you, say, get away! But we're so quick to respond. Slow down a minute. Slow down in life, your spiritual life. Don't be so quick to respond to what the devil, devil's throwing at you to get you off guard. Gather yourself and don't give in. Take a minute and gather your heart, your mind. Say, Lord, what is this? And he'll tell you, it's an attack of the enemy. You say, oh, <laughs> get away, devil. You'll just be like, you're like, I have one friend, he says, man, he goes, you know, Ron, when I started coming to New Hope and, 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 I started understanding about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit started moving on my life. He goes, 
all of a sudden I got all this attack from the enemy. He says, Jake, he said, it was real, man. He goes, he's just trying. The enemy was just coming at me, boom, 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 boom. And he goes, and then by the Holy Spirit, I realized what was happening. And he goes, and I had a good laugh to think that, for the devil to think he's going to knock me off. And that's where we got to get to, that we just laugh at the devil. We just say, get away. Stay the course with what the word of God says. Stay the course. You have to read it. Thank you, Margaret. You have to read it. You have to read it. If you, if you don't read it, you can't hide it in your heart. You can go to newhopefwc.com on the front page. You can sign up for a Bible reading program that's there every day for you. Just don't quit. Just don't quit. Amen. You have to read it. You have to allow it to burn in your heart so that you don't give up. Giving up is not an option. So that you pray it. It comes out of your mouth when you're praying. And especially for healing, I, I have these scriptures all memorized. I spoke in Pakistan. I spoke in South Africa and Pakistan twice this week. Spoke on healing. And then the pastors are, call, are calling me. Please, let's do another meeting. So many people were healed. There's no boundaries with the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's just believing. So as you pray this way, the verses tell us what will benefit. We have the, the power that we're to understand. We have this power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the miracle power that God has put in you and me, amen. That's the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We have this knowing that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God in heavenly places, amen. He is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but anywhere else. He is above all. He is Jesus. He is the king, amen. He is all authority, all power. And verse 20, verse 21 says, now he, Jesus, is far above any ruler, authority, or leader, or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God, verse 22, has put all things, everybody say all things, under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. See, that's the benefit. When we start praising God, when we start thanking God and we start praying and we go through and we start praying the way that Paul is showing us to pray, you're going to see the manifestation of God in your life. It's going to be supernatural. As you stand with God, with Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, it makes the family powerful. And as you pray in this manner for your family and the church, know what it brings. Know what it brings. We have the final authority. Jesus Jesus, 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 amen. He is far above what is happening on this earth right now. He is far above what is happening in your family right now. Jesus is all we need.
Amen. We need him. We need him. We need him. We need him. We need his intervention in our lives. We need his wisdom and his revelation. We need Jesus. Bow your heads with me. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today, Jesus, and we thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for the provision that you have made for us. We thank you for the equipping you're giving to us, God. And I pray, God, for every person here today, that, Lord, that we would not quit. We'd not give up. You've called us to be warriors, God. It's your will that we are thankful in everything. Father, today, we're thankful for fathers. We're thankful for you as our heavenly father. And we are thankful for the earthly fathers here today, God. Man, if you're a father, I'd like you to just get up out of your seat and come to the front, please. Come on. Come close. Come close. Come on, come to the come to the altar. Come right up front here. Come on, men. Come on. You come up here. I don't care, Anton. You've been given a charge today, men. To be thankful, to pray. And then he even told you how to pray. Paul tells us all this stuff. This is the wisdom that's being revealed to us today. And God is calling us out to stand in the gap for our families today. And I'd like all, everybody else just to come surround these men right now. Just come surround these men. Come on up here and just surround them today. Might be your husband, might be your father. Well, let's surround them today because what we're, the challenge for men is, is to move past just providing for our homes. The challenge is to be that leader, that spiritual leader that stands in the gap for our families. So Father, here we are standing before you surrounding these men of God. And Father, I lift them all up to you and myself, God. That, Lord, that we'd be willing to respond today. That we'd be willing, Father God, to give thanks in everything. And we thank you, God, for all these men today. we thankful and we pray for them, God. That you give them strength, God. Lord, that victory would be theirs. Father God, we pray that they would overcome, Lord, the attack of the world. Lord, I pray that there not be a lazy one among us. God, but we'd be courageous. We'd be strong. We'd be mighty in you, Lord. Give us all strength today, God. And I pray, Lord, just a covering over these men today. As they're surrounded, Father God, by other men, as they're surrounded by ladies, by wives, by children. I pray that, Lord, you just give them strength today. 
Let them know, God, they're not alone in this fight. Let them know, God, that the battle belongs to you. We're just warriors in the midst of it, God. Put a deep-seated hunger in every man, God, for the word. A deep-seated hunger for prayer. Lord, let it flow in each one of us today, God. That, Lord, that we'd stop looking with our natural eyes and we'd open up our spirit, man, so that we could receive from heaven the wisdom and the revelation to do what you've called us to do. I thank you, Father God, that you first loved us. I thank you for loving us as dads. And I pray today, God, that you forgive us. Forgive us for our mistakes. Forgive us where we're weak. Lord, where we're weak, you are strong. And I pray that you show us that in the days ahead. Lord, for the new fathers coming up, God, that you just be with them right now. No fear, no intimidation, God. Power, love, and a sound mind in these men of God. And Lord, that you strengthen them, encourage, and bless them. We give you praise today, Father, our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand, huh? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, give somebody a hug and head back to your seat, and we're going to do a drawing right now. Praise Jesus.